Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Stacy Shiflett. Stacy is a catalyst for personal transformation and the founder of Modern Consciousness. As a successful businesswoman and entrepreneur with a diverse background in multiple industries, Stacy has carved her path as a sought-after expert in empowering individuals to reclaim their joy and peace of mind. Stacy channels her insights, grit, and optimism to help individuals raise their awareness of unconscious patterns from the past. By intentionally shifting these patterns, she enables her clients to transform their daily lives from being overshadowed by inner turmoil and frustration to embodying internal peace and joy. Stacy firmly believes that awakening to modern consciousness is the secret sauce to a well-lived life. Welcome to the show, Stacy. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, Angel. Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, you know, Stacy, you and I have known one another for a while. You were actually on the Wickedly Smart Women podcast a while back when we launched our collaborative book in which you were a chapter collaborator. So it's such a pleasure to have you here on Leading Visionaries as well. I'm really excited about today's interview. So I want to get started right away by asking you, Stacy, were you someone when you were a child or you know, earlier in your life that was super interested in consciousness? Or is this idea of modern consciousness and raising consciousness and shifting patterns something that happened later in life, maybe as a result of a divine intervention or life rupture? Well, you know, it's kind of twofold. No, it was not on my radar throughout my life. However, that said, I will share with you that when I was little, really little, my mom would, you know, how they tell us, you know, if you're going to go to heaven, this or that, or you've got it. And I would just look at her and go, mommy, as long as I have peace of mind, I'm good. And that was when I was really little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes, but the concept for the company was gifted to me after meditation. And it was a few years after my, after my divorce. And I had launched myself, propelled myself into the world of personal development and spiritual development, trying to learn as much as I could about myself, but also just about the human condition in general, right? I thought that was very, very important. So along that journey is where the idea for this company was gifted to me, including the name, the phases or aspects of modern consciousness, and quite a bit of content. Yeah. 
Mm, beautiful. Well, before this, though, obviously, you know, you were a successful businesswoman and entrepreneur. So for our listeners, can you give us a little bit of your backstory before you came to Modern Consciousness? And then we'll dive in a little bit more into uh, your current company. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I never realized until these last few years how strong my value of self-actualization was. You know, I was always one, much to the consternation to my parents at times to times, I was always one to sort of forge my own path. I went to work at 16, had to come home and ask my parents to sign a permission slip for me to go to work. And the next thing that they were startled by was the principal of my high school calling them. I was a junior in in high school saying, do you know your daughter came to my office today and said if she couldn't graduate this year, make it happen, right? Graduate a year early, that she was going to quit school because I hated high school. I really, really did. So yeah, I graduated a year early as well and was working in the restaurant business. So I did that as a career for probably about a decade. And yeah, I've been, then I got into IT, I got married and I thought, well, restaurant business is probably not so good. I don't want to work nights and weekends throughout my marriage and got into that within a year of being introduced into the world of information technology and computers and not having any training. I did not graduate college. I didn't finish. I was making money in the restaurant business. So why bother was my thought at the time. Yeah, I rolled up, got to date myself. But I rolled out the first IBM PC XTs within a year of taking that first, you know, quote, real job, office job to the entire Department of Health and Human Services. From there. It's, uh, and, do you mean the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services? I mean the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the whole department. <laughs> I developed all the training. I did all the training. I did um, all of the support. I didn't do the hardware support, but all of the user support. And, you know, that one thing, I'm just going to mention this because it came into me to mention one thing that was so interesting about that, that was in the 80s. And a lot of the women executives, you know, that had worked their way up the government had come from typing pools and clerical pools and administrative assistants and whatnot. So that was my first foray really into change management, which I didn't even really realize what it was at the time. And they were very resistant because they viewed it, and this is our personal beliefs, right? They viewed that as a demotion because they had to go back to using a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And when I think back on that now, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were a leader way back then. <laughs> way back when. Trailblazing way back then. I, I want to just note I also graduated a year early from high school at the end of my junior year and spent about a decade in the restaurant business. So there we go. Right. Have in we common. Have in common. Yes. Yeah. And then I had a consulting company with a partner where we were serving the U.S. Agency for International Development. So we mm-hmm. have a lot. I of, worked with them as well. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot yeah. of parallels there. Okay, so moving forward. So you ended up in IT and then you were, you know, trailblazing as a woman, certainly I'm quite sure in IT, but also facing women who didn't want to be demoted back to the secretarial pool. (laughs) Yeah, well, my years in IT, I actually had taken a help desk position after that position in a company that did automated federal government procurement processes. So a number of years in that field, I became very well known in that community as a subject matter expert. And um, don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't create something for yourself or that you can't do something. One of the things that I did 
in there was a big contracting firm. Booz Allen Hamilton wanted to hire me. I was working for a small 8A as an independent contractor. And they wanted to hire me to come to work for them. And I looked at them and said, at the time, my son was small. I had a farm. Another thing I did was I raised llamas for about a dozen years. I actually had a breeding operation because that's the environment I wanted to raise my son in. And I told them point blank that, yeah, I don't fit your corporate profile, right? And I'm I'm not going to fit into that. And it's not a job that I want. Well, they made it happen. They made it happen to hire me as an independent consultant through some subsidiary of theirs. And I worked when I wanted and I didn't. If I wanted to take three weeks off to take my llamas to a show in Oklahoma, I took three weeks off to do that. And then my journey in that field really culminated in acquiring, doing an acquisition of a $50 million software company without investing a penny. Mm. And we got one of the top investment firms in the world to do the deal. I did recruit somebody to help me do that that had things that I didn't, right? He had an MBA Mm -hmm. and he knew a little bit about mergers and acquisitions and I didn't know anything. I just knew the company. I knew the people. I knew the I knew the workspace, I knew the environment, I knew the product. And yeah, when they flipped that company in in five years, I took my money and got out. And then I had a construction company called Agility Construction that was in Washington, D.C. and built four and five-story apartment buildings. We did the wood framing. And now here I am after that, I've closed that, and here I am with Modern Consciousness. Well, there you go. Quite different. Quite different. Well, I also was in construction. My last project with two partners was 51 single family houses, 56 apartments and an office building. So it's fascinating. We have so many parallels to our path. One of the things that I want to talk to you about, though, you know, this show is called Leading Visionaries. So clearly we can see and hear in your journey that you've always been a leader. You've always been maybe even somewhat radical in in how you showed up, maybe been somebody who would not, not not only could you not, but you would not fit into anybody else's mold. And that's really a sign of a leader. But I want to talk a little bit about the visionary side here, because I'm curious, was it a vision that you got to do the llama farm? Or has the visionary piece been something that's come online, you know, later along the way here? You know, I think I have a knack of following my intuition before I really sort of knew what it was, right? I would have a gut feeling. Buying that software company, doing the acquisition on that software company was, you know, I I woke up and said, hmm, I need to figure out how to buy this company. And I did call the owners. They were all octogenarians at the time. I think one was in his 70s. The others were all octogenarians. And I said, hey, Henry, I want to buy the company. And he said, well, I just listed it with a broker. I said, okay, well, we'll call the broker. And it took nine months. I mean, you know, they called called me a cashless investor and everybody thought it was crazy. Even my partner wanted to keep backing out saying, there's no way we're going to do this. But I just knew, I just knew that it was meant to happen and that it was going to happen. And it did. And and I never, I never backed away from that very strong intuitive hit is, is all I know to call it. It's how I ended up, you know, I live here in Siesta Key in Sarasota, Florida. Same thing. I woke up one day and said, and this was much more recent, I'm more connected now, right? But I literally woke up and said, hmm, I need to move to Sarasota, Florida. I don't know where that's at. Let me see where it's at in the state. And within two weeks, I was 
on a plane, had a realtor, and came down here and bought a house. And my personal assistant said, you think it was crazy from my side? You should have seen it from her side, right? Because she's <laughs> like, oh, my God, she's doing it. Um, and I did it. I don't always know the why, mm-hmm. but I can usually figure out the how if I feel compelled to do it. Mm, beautiful. Well, I think if I if I don't go to break now, then we're going to go way over. So I think we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about just knowing and about modern consciousness. Right now, though, listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways for each episode. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at leadingvisionariespodcast.com. Interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground, you can apply for a complimentary consultation with me or a member of my team by clicking the Connect with Angel button on the website. Be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a Huge thank you to our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. We've added two more countries as well. So we're going to shout out this week to our listeners. We as well shout out to our listeners in Sarasota, as well as our new listeners in the UK and Nigeria. And we'll be right back with Stacey Shiflett. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. And we are back with Stacey Shiflett. Before we went to the break, we were talking about her vision and her ability to receive intuition. So I want you to find out more about Stacey at modernconsciousness.com, modernconsciousness.com. She is the CEO and founder of Modern Consciousness. And as you might have heard before we went to the break, this is a lady who knows what she wants and goes and gets it. So when she got this idea for modern consciousness, you know, let's talk about that, Stacey. Let's talk about how did you receive this and what actions have you taken so far to put this vision into reality? You know, you're certainly a leader and a visionary who has has manifested, we'll call it manifested, or materialized your vision multiple times. So let's talk about modern consciousness, which is a little bit different. It's not sticks and bricks. It's not IT. It's not llamas. It's it's a completely different industry. Let's talk about that experience that you had first in getting the intuitive knowing, and then 
what are some of the things you've done to make things come into fruition? Yeah, it's been an interesting journey because it came in so powerfully and I write a lot. So I tend to, with this in particular, there was so much information. I I captured a lot of it in, in writing and it just kept coming. It just kept coming and coming. And, you know, at first I was confused about it and, and then I just outright resisted it. I said, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you got the wrong person. You know, I am not your girl, right? I, I'm not the one to do this. So I probably had two years of resisting it uh, and it wouldn't leave me alone. I kept getting information. I kept capturing the information. And finally, one day, and when I say it wouldn't leave me alone, I truly mean it wouldn't leave me alone. I mean, it was, it was daily and sometimes every hour of every day, right? It just was constantly in my mind. So at some point I was here and I was meditating one day and I was like, okay, for crying out loud, just what, tell me what to do. What, what's the next thing I'm supposed to do? You're not going to leave me alone. So tell me what to do. And the word that I got was to write. And I said, okay, well, you know, I've been writing a lot and it's not the first time you've told me to write, but the difference was I surrendered to it <clears throat> and I agreed. Mm. And I have goosebumps as I tell you that, you know, I got mm. the goosies as I tell you that. And 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 that really was the difference. And within, I don't know, an hour, two tops, I got a text message from a friend who said, hey, I've got a friend that's a publisher in Canada and she has a spot open in this anthology book with Les Brown called Ignite the Hunger in You. Would you like to, you know, me to introduce you when you take that chapter? Well, you couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. I rolled my eyes up to the sky and I was like, here we go. So during that process, which was was all new to me, publishing a book was new to me, I realized that I could launch a company in conjunction with the book. Mm -hmm. So what I did was set about setting up the, what I, I call it the infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm setting up all the infrastructure and, you know, got a website. I'm on the second iteration of a website at this point, getting ready to do a third, developed a program. Elevate Your Life, which is a, a wonderful, very intensive one-on-one -on -one life-changing program. And yeah, set up the social media pages and just did what I knew. And then also reached out. There's a lot that I don't know about this business. So I've worked with a few people along the way to help me learn how to do a business that I, you know, it's all, it's all new to me. And that was a lot of my resistance at first. I was like, I have no idea how to run a business like this. This is this is all new, right? The internet, internet marketing, you know, just all of it. So yeah, so that's that's how it came in and that's how it came to be. And I'm fully committed to it and have been since I surrendered and said that I would do it. Right. Well, there's a few things I want our listeners to hear there. One is, you know, this is a, a person, this is a woman who has had multiple visions and brought multiple visions into reality incredibly successfully. <laughs> And here she is again, getting another vision. And what I'm hearing there, Stacey, is that your intuitive knowing, your visionary knowing is really strong. And that 
the work here for you in this last go round? It sounds like all the other ones you just went all in, but this last go round there was that resistance, and the work for you was kind of surrendering to saying, "Okay, I'm willing to do it again." Right? I'm willing to do it again, and that happens a lot for visionaries. We'll get a vision, we'll do it, and then we're in a little dormancy period sometimes, and then the next thing you know, we get another vision, and and we do it, and then we're in a little dormancy period, and when you've done it multiple times as you have, you do know that it's going to take something. It's going to take an investment. It's going to take an investment of your time. It's going to take an investment of money. It's going to take an investment in the the learning curve. It's going to take an investment in, you know, the creation of the infrastructure, whatever that infrastructure looks like. And so I also want our our listeners to hear that you're you're willing to invest. You know, when you say yes, you're, you know, when you listen to your own intuition and surrender to it and, you know, receive guidance, you do it. You say yes, you do it and you invest. So, you know, I think it's important for people to hear that. And I loved what you said before the break that your personal assistant was like, oh my God, she's doing it. (laughs) She's doing it. And I think that's what differentiates visionaries from people who or leading, maybe let me put it this way, differentiates leading visionaries from others is that when you say the yes, you're doing it. You're doing it. Like you're all in, you're committed. You muster up the courage to make it happen. So one of the things that you're offering is elevate your life. And I would imagine that it's going to take some courage for some of the people who might be a fit for that to say yes to themselves. I'd love to hear you talk about who this is for. Who is Elevate Your Life for? If you had a magic wand and you could do your little spell spell casting with your, your magic writing wand, who would you write into the script of best client for you? You know, I think, yeah, and and I appreciate the question. You know, I think the first two things that pop into my mind, one is that they have done some personal development work already. And I've done a tremendous amount. and, And I think one of the most difficult things for people, and I see it in people now, and I saw it in myself as well, you know, especially early on, knowledge is one thing, but implementing that knowledge and integrating that knowledge and embodying that knowledge into your life is a completely different ball game. <laughs> and the big change happens when you integrate it into your life consistently because that's when you begin to embody it. So I think it does help to have someone that has had some exposure, you know, to personal development. I think the second side of that is that you have to be committed because nothing changes until you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very firm believer that it is already within us. It's there and it's it talks to us, right? It's it's the little voice in our head that tells us that something's wrong or is curious as to why we're not happy when we think we should be, because we've done everything that society and you know whatnot says should make us happy, right? We're successful or what have you. And it's always there, but we don't listen to it. We, we we just kind of tune it out. So, yeah, it's within everyone. And I think with Elevate Your Life, it's really some deep 
deep work. And I run the program a little bit differently than some. And, you know, I don't spend an hour a week with you on the phone or an hour a week with you every two weeks. You can only get so much done there, right? And I'm a person that really likes to think about the questions and ponder it and maybe even meditate on it and find, you know, find my answers and really, really dig. So there's a lot of work done in between sessions and there's access to me between sessions but it, we do a lot of the work within that it's written, right? I ask mm-hmm. a lot of questions. So you have to be committed to to making the investment of money, the investment of time, but also to be honest with yourself and with me as we work together, really dig down and figure out what's going on and what's the difference. And primarily what I find is that when our lives are misaligned, when they're not fully aligned with our our personal values, our goals, and our, our true desires, and I say true desires because our desires get filtered through society and marketing and, you know, all of the above, all of, all of the indoctrination, for lack of a better word, that we've experienced throughout our lives, which is necessary. That's a whole nother conversation. But when it's out of alignment with that, that's that's where problems occur. Hmm. And we ignore it for a very, very long time. And we tend to run on autopilot. We don't really think about it. The other thing is we tend to stovepipe. We tend to think of our businesses in a category or, you know, take the car in for service or, you know, what the kids' grades are in school or what your grades are, your performance review. We think of everything separate. And I don't look at it that way. I look at everything separately as well as together because I also find that if something is showing up in your life, in one way, it's very likely showing up somewhere else and it's probably disguised and you don't even recognize that it's the same things. Mm-hmm. So we discover those themes and working with me, that's what that's what we do. I help you discover all of that and pull that out of you and help you have those realizations. And yeah, and then we chart a path for your future. Beautiful. I love it. Well, we've got about a minute left, Stacy. So in the last minute, do you have bigger vision for modern consciousness that you want to share with our our listening audience beyond, you know, maybe the elevate your life work which is sounds incredibly valuable for one-on-one work with you to be able to have the opportunity to to work with someone like you, you know, seems an extraordinary opportunity. So, is there anything beyond that you are also dreaming into being? Yes, the vision the vision is huge and and that's a lot of my resistance initially, right? So it really modern consciousness really can be applied to individuals, which is what I'm doing with my one-on-one coaching, but it expands to families, relationships, businesses, organizations, even our social constructs. I mean, mm-hmm. really society at large. So, you know, when it first came in, a lot of it was it's a grassroots movement and that's big. So I had to step back a little bit and and figure out where to where to start and then now I have to figure out how to grow it. <laughs> exactly. All right, beautiful. Well, Stacy, it's been my pleasure to host you today. Thank you so much for coming and listeners, you can find out more about Stacy once again at modernconsciousness.com and right there on her website is an application link to apply to 
have the rare opportunity to be a client of hers. Anybody who is listening who understands the value of working with somebody who is multiply proven to be a leading visionary in the ways that Stacy has, I would encourage you to consider making that application and hopefully she'll have space for you. <laughs> All right, listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. You can weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting in on our website at leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast across all the major platforms. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.